So you, you come up with ideas and then, um, you know, a lot of times once the characters are down, it, it flows from there in terms of scripting. Uh, I don't find I do too many like drafts and redrafts of scripts. Uh, I mean, I know the characters uh, and I'm interested in developing them. Welcome to the Under the Mask podcast, where we discuss the super process behind superheroes. Not just superheroes, aliens, horror, thrillers. If you can find it on a comics page, you can find it here. Here, you'll learn how to make comics from the initial outlines, scripts, and artwork to printing and putting the final book in a bag and board. For many years, Bill Colomb has written his book, Kinetic, and sold thousands of copies across the nation. And now we're inviting you along for an inside look to the comics process. If you're a fan of comic books, a total process junkie, or just looking for more insight into launching your own book, you're in the right place. This is the Under the Mask Podcast, and this is Bill Colomb. Under the Mask Podcast, episode 40. We're celebrating another milestone episode with another international guest. But at least I can say my episode count is higher than my age. Before I get into today's interview, I want to cover a little housekeeping and my plans for the podcast heading into 2021. Under the Mask is continuing through the new year, and I'm going to be running a quick starter for the show for Kickstarter's annual Make 100 Month. There's going to be a ton of cool rewards, including customized USB thumb drives loaded with past episodes, and chances to lock in guest spots and sponsorship opportunities. The pre-launch page is live now, and for a short while, underthemaskpodcast.com will redirect there. If you'd like to be notified when we launch, just click the big green Notify Me button. I'd really appreciate it. Now let's get to today's interview. My guest today is a comic book writer and creator, best known for his superheroine, Geek Girl, where a college student discovers a pair of glasses that grant her superpowers, but also super klutziness geek girl is live on kickstarter through december 18th you can support it by visiting geekgirlcomics.com i'd like to introduce sam johnson sam thank you for coming on and talking with me today thank you for having me the first thing i wanted to do is have you tell us about your story who are you and how did you get to be with us here today Okay, so I kind of, how I got into, I'm a comics writer, um, and I kind of got into that by, kind of left comics in my teen years, and then when I was sort of thinking about what I wanted to do, which I knew was was going to be some sort of writing, um, I came across in the Virgin Megastore, the the stuff that Rob Liefeld was doing uh, with New Mutants, Cable, Deadpool, so forth, that that was something different, got me back into it, I'm I'm a big fan of Deadpool. Uh, that got me back into comics and then image was happening and uh, they were running some talent searches so I, I submitted to them got into basically writing outlines to submit to talent searches got somewhere with that uh, one of wizard for those that remember wizard comics magazine uh, they ran one with Malibu comics and I came joint second in that which won me like every Malibu superhero comic ever 
so uh yeah that got me into it and it's like yeah this is this is what i want to do and of course uh, you're most known for your series geek girl right now you are live on kickstarter uh it's going through december 18th let's talk about geek girl uh give us the quick pitch for it and let's talk about it okay so basically geek girl is a hot popular college chick that landed a pair of super tech glasses gave a flight and super strength flowers but not used to the super strength the initial impact of this was trying to demonstrate the power to a cool kid click all she succeeded in doing was knocking drinks over them ruining their designer dresses however her not mean girlfriend bff summer was behind her kind of pushed her into becoming a superhero ruby stepped up uh and has now got a got, got a name for herself has been no it's by a guy called Johnny Carlisle putting together a super team. And that's where the, the Kickstarter is, the kind of jump on New Direction Kickstarter, where we've got a deluxe version of what's issue five, which begins the whole super team thing. What was the initial inspiration for Geek Girl? It wasn't, it didn't come from anything other than brainstorming. It came from, again, related to talent searches, uh, Image Comics Shadowline Studios ran this, who wants to create a super heroin contest? So I just brainstormed ideas for that. I came up with three. Uh, what was then a kind of prototype idea for Geek Girl. And I was like, right, I want to develop this. I want to go somewhere with this. I just wanted to clarify. So you were doing this kind of for the ta the talent searches. Were you mm -hmm. developing those kind of for them and then it fell in your lap? Uh, well, the stuff I was doing initially, it was uh, submitting stuff for Image and, and Malibu writing plot outlines for their existing characters. But the... Who wants to create a superhero character uh, contest? Was just come up with your own superhero. You own these characters. Um, so yeah, I say I came up with three characters, and Geek Girl was the one. Right, I really want to go somewhere this, and I want. I have. I've had a lot of weird and wonderful ideas that are partly inspired by Grant Morrison's run on Doom Patrol, which is my biggest influence. And I've needed uh, to bring these concepts and characters in. I've needed an ongoing series, so. I wanted to, well, previous Kickstarters, one of the aims of a previous Geek Girl Kickstarter was build the audience up enough to to warrant it becoming ongoing, and we did that. So now we're ongoing, and it's all all, uh, all systems go with this uh, super team stuff, and things are going to get weird. I really want you to take us back. Um, when you first finished kind of the first script or the first couple scripts for Geek Girl, how did you find your art team? Uh, well, initially, we did an issue zero, and this is going way back in the day. And that was basically introducing us to Ruby is a, a college, Ruby K, aka Geek Girl's college co-ed in May. Uh, and we, the issue zero was a quite a low-key thing. So the artist on that, Sally, it was, um, she's more sort of slice of life stuff. So it was basically introducing Ruby in her college world. Um, I just did that for advertising through forums in order to, to get the, the art team. So she she basically set it up and then she, she as I say, usually does more slice of life and more sort of manga or anime influence stuff. So then it took a long time to find the, the right artist for the series when things go widescreen. And uh, Carlos Granda, again, just, I think, through advertising in, in forums but it, there was a lot of uh took a long time to find the right guy but he is the right guy let's talk about your writing process and say you're writing the next issue or when you're writing the first issue of geek girl putting everything together how do you take it from a blank sheet of paper to an outline rough draft and then the final script well i mean i'll, I'll work out a plot i mean i've got loads of places i want to go with the geek girl so i'm constantly coming up with ideas that i'm adding to the plot um i also find sometimes i've 
again, off the Doom Patrol influence, if I want to create something weird, I can sort of, and I'm able to sort of think in weird mode. And that's how I came up with Carbraccini, Voodoo Junkie, Hit Woman. I wrote her debut scene, which uh, was never actually had the right venue until now, Geek Girl, the ongoing series. Uh, so when Carbra comes into that, that scene is basically her going around a supermarket, uh, smoking a cigarette and abusing the staff and chewing the scenery. And that was kind of in stream of consciousness. So you come up with ideas and then, um, you know, a lot of times once your characters are down, it flows from there in terms of scripting. Uh, I don't find I do too many like drafts and redrafts of scripts. Uh, I mean, I know the characters uh, and I'm interested in developing them. So that's, I mean, that's a slightly general answer to the question. I mean, another thing I do, I, I often again with the weird element that, that's going on with it the dreams i sometimes find stuff i can take from dreams to put into it i just went on kickstarter and checked it out um geek girl i mean obviously you're live uh but you actually you're fully funded you're now at i think 126 percent uh yeah yeah i mean it's it's a jump on I, I refer to it as a jump on kickstarter so when i've done previous ones they're they're bigger uh so the funding goal is is not that high so we funded quite quickly uh, but it's basically it's the main thing of it is it's a deluxe version of the issue that kicks off everything that's going to be happening with this weird and wonderful stuff of geek girl and her super team so it's it's designed primarily for um bring new readers in so there are stuff for those that have followed for a while but whereas usually on a kickstarter i, I do like two new issues uh, there's like extras in this uh deluxe edition and you can get those separately but it's really designed as the best jump on point with what's going to be the sort of long-term direction i have planned for geek girl what else are you excited about for this launch uh well one of the cool things about it is we've got sun kumanaki on the cover is a very in demand uh beautiful uh cover artist does a lot of work for zeniscope and um i kind of got her when i think it might be more difficult to get her now because she's she's in demand she's actually got like three comics coming out uh that she's got the covers on at least three uh in over this month in january and we've done like a, a collector's pack where you can get those as well as the virgin limited variants of geek girl in one thing so yeah that's that's cool to have we've got a, a limited print as part of the uh deluxe edition as well which is the first appearance of team geek girl they start to come together in issue five but this is the first full appearance of the team as a collective uh and the artists i've worked with on that robert uh, robert nix is terrific i've never worked with him before and he's he, it's a really really nice looking print there's like a preview of it up at the kickstarter before it was it is finished now but i'm i'm teasing it at the moment and the proper thing will be released on this scene. One of the things that originally sold me on Geek Girl, I had seen you around on uh, Facebook and on Facebook groups, and uh, yeah. I, I known of Geek Girl before actually meeting you, but one of the things that sold me on it was that sun cover. Um, the first one, the Geek yeah. Girl standing uh, with the lightning in the background, because it was it reminded me a lot of like an Alex Ross. Yeah. Great, like photorealistic style. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, she's a, she's a terrific artist. As I say, we did, we, I got her, it's a while back, this is a, a sort of new version of the cover, differently coloured. How easy it would be to get her to do a cover now, I don't know. As I say, she's she's very in demand, a rising star. I wouldn't be surprised if you see her doing stuff for Marvel and, and DC and the not-too-distant future. Really, really nice, really nice stuff. 
What does the future hold for Sam Johnson and Geek Girl? Well, loads. I've got loads of stuff planned. I say this this jump on issue gets you in on the ground floor of what's going to be happening with the superhero and all the weirdness coming coming away. So we've got like uh, basically Johnny Carlisle, who's put the super team together, is uh, slightly morally dubious and has maybe got fingers in different pies and he's kind of had a bit of a wake-up call which is why he's doing the super team um but he's also got more shady colleagues if you will and that presents a conflict of interests now so digger mensch is his kind of right hand man but whereas before digger mensch and his crew were getting like super tech weaponry on the download from johnny johnny is now instigating this super team which presents a conflict of interest so there's a bit of conflict between digger and his his, his pals who uh, scar black mass who can expand into a black mass and papa potato who can <laughs> generate french fries out of his fists wolverine style now this is not the most useful thing in combat uh, but if you want a french fry he's always on hand with one <laughs> And we also, of course, have to reference Carbaccini, Voodoo, Junkie, Hitwoman. So those five issues jump on point. Issues six and seven are also done. And you can get them as either collector's packs or add-ons on the Kickstarter. And that's where Carbra comes in. And, and that's going to be a, a major arc. Carbra is, is brought in kind of not a direct connection to Geek Girl, but we're kind of slaving. There's like a guy messing with the occult that leads to her coming into it this guy gets shot but because of his occult powers can get the bullets out and he knows who shot him we don't he hires Cabra to find this person and take care of business and that is what's going to connect Cabra to the geek girl world what have been the biggest obstacles or challenges that you faced and how did you overcome them so the biggest obstacle I've had in terms of comics was back in the day. I mean, I've been doing this for a while now. Back in the day, the internet wasn't what it was. So it was, it was, you know, it was tough. It was showcasing your stuff at conventions, uh, which is easier to do for a, for an artist than a writer. But yeah, I mean, when the internet became what it is now, it's, you know, it's not hard now for me to get these variant cover artists. And, you know, on my team is, is international, Carlos. Uh, I need to stop calling Carlos because <laughs> for the reasons best known to him, he doesn't like the name Carlos, so prefers to be known as Granda. So C. Granda is his name. Uh, he's in Colombia. Chanlin Zhao, the colorist, is, is in China. Uh, I, I'm in England. Uh, our letterer, Paul McLaren, is in Scotland. So this is all done by the, you know, the power of the the internet, and it, and it works. And the whole creative team has been on board uh, for quite some time and uh, invested in it, and everyone loves it. And uh, that's, you know, the that the that has been facilitated by the internet. Without the internet, that team would not have come together. What do you feel? has been your biggest mistake? I don't think I've made too many mistakes. I mean, the problems I've had have been with artists flaking, uh, which there's not a great deal you can do about. So I can't really say there's anything I'm looking back on. Oh, I, I, I missed one opportunity. There was a guy uh, that was kind of wanting to... Uh, I forget if it was Geek Girl advertising in his book or him advertising in my book, and it didn't seem like like I was going for a kind of bigger, you know, the 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 level I'm aiming at is kind of you know the Geek Girl can sit next to the, next to Marvel and DC on the shelf, uh, and this guy was a much more it was you know like mini comics basically. Um, so I kind of had the opportunity to do a bit of a 
cross promotion thing with him and, and didn't really I didn't dismiss it but I, I missed an opportunity because this guy's comic blew up uh, so it was a different market but it, it would have uh, would have been a good uh, crossover opportunity what has been your best moment uh best moment really uh, I mean the first con I did with Geek Girl was great so I'm gonna say that that I just really enjoyed it when it was a fresh, you know, a fresh experience, having not done one before, interacting, you know, for the first time. Again, this is going way, 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 way back because Geek Girl Zero, the, the old black and white one that, let's like say, just introduces Ruby in a college friend's world. That was out in 2009. We had like three printings of that. And then it gets recapped in, in the uh, miniseries. But that, the first time of, you know, being out there with Geek Girl and interacting with people on it, that was, that was a lot of fun. And, uh, something we don't get to do that much these days starting out what's been the best advice that you received uh the best advice i think was don't if you if you are starting out if you're wanting to break in as it were if that's still the correct term um you it's not to go too big so like as I said, I, I've had a lot of weird and wonderful ideas I wanted to bring to my comics, but they need an ongoing series to facilitate them. So whereas in, in naivety in my early days, that would be what I'm right, I'm going for this ongoing series. And it's a huge commitment for artists. And as a publisher, they're not, you know, they don't want to jump straight on ongoing series. That's a big, you know, risk slash investment. Um, so what I developed from that rather than pursuing it purely as an ongoing was to create this universe by Carbaccini came in in effects Halloween and had an annual appearance in that um, did some other anthology stuff Geek Girl Zero was initially a one shot and then we did the mini and then we built up the audience to then facilitate the ongoing to the point where now I can bring in exactly what I want to it so it's work your way up don't don't go straight in with the with a big ongoing proposal um short stories and anthologies are good and and the thing that i or pretty much always have done with them is to introduce a character that it's not i'm not a big fan with exceptions i'm not particularly a big fan of of you know sort of done in one short stories and anthologies i want to see characters that we're going to see again and develop so that was the kind of thing i use for them so though the story's got to be self-contained uh it can then feed into something bigger which is very much what's happened with carbaccini and what's going to be happening with her in the face of the geek girl all right everyone geek girl is live on kickstarter through december 18th you can support it by visiting geekgirlcomics.com sam where else can we find you online? Uh, well, I'm all over Facebook. Uh, whenever you're searching Geek Girl, make sure there's a hyphen in it because there was a book series called Geek Girl. So geek-girl comic. Uh, there's a group. There's loads of stuff going on in that. Loads of preview material all the time. Uh, Ruby K. K is with an E. There's Ruby underscore K underscore on Twitter or Sam Johnson, D.A. Sam Johnson or G. Easiest one, G Kickstarter. Uh, gets you to the the, uh, the Kickstarter based uh, Twitter, Instagram, Sam Johnson Comics. Uh, I mean, there's loads of stuff. That's particularly while this campaign's on, there's loads of preview material 
coming and we've only just the, the the new stuff that comes as part of the deluxe edition we've only really teased so far and that's going to be getting unveiled as the as the campaign progresses and we've got like what that is so you've got basically you've got the deluxe it's remastered the print quality is really nice and crisp a bit of tarting up for want of a better word of the, the coloring a bit of tweaks to the coloring that's about where i'm putting it it's an extra size issue and then on top of it you've got preview of the next issue of guano guide by mark darden because guano guy is a, is a not very not very uh, noble superhero who's in the running to be a part of you girls team so he guest stars in in issue five uh preview future issues of geek girl including mean girl uh, a potential arch nemesis for geek girl and then there's a seven page story that ties into the geek girl series that introduces the character pete the pimp who is going to be coming into the series and then you've got this limited print by robert nick so it's a very nice uh, package and and as i say the, the best place to jump on for the super team stuff you don't need to have read anything previously but the uh, the previous trays the previous issues and also the next two issues are all on the kickstarter as well and a lot of these are available as Adam. and i'm going to make sure to put all the links in the description and show notes below sam thank you so much for coming on and talking with me today thank you for having me bill if you know a creator that makes comic books or any other media and think they'd be a good fit for the show drop us a line at under the mask show at gmail.com You've been listening to the Under the Mask Podcast with Bill Colombe. Welcome to the family. If you're a fan of comic books, a total process junkie, or just looking for more insight into launching your own book, you've found the right podcast for you. Thanks for listening, and make sure to like or leave a review, and we'd appreciate it if you'd tell a friend or two. To reach out, visit us at underthemaskpodcast.com. This has been a presentation of Why Comics. Till next time, this is the Under the Mask Podcast, signing off.